This is episode number 68 with Joe DeSena. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. up greats thanks so much for hanging out with me today on this special episode of the school of greatness podcast and i'm about a month away from the pan american championships with my brothers on the usa national team uh, for team handball and this was a great episode for me to really dive in and connect with joe DeSena because of what he represents in his mindset in his philosophy on life and sports and what he's created with the spartan race is incredible. If you guys haven't heard about these um, kind of obstacle races that have been going around, there's Tough Mudder, there's Spartan Race, there's a lot of other you know, copycats, as Joe said. People have created other events after seeing his success and what he's really done for individuals to get off the couch and live a better, healthier lifestyle. And uh, his philosophy is simple. It's to work hard, put one step in front of the other and get the results until you finish. And uh, for me, training constantly with uh, all that I've got going on in my business and life and travel, you know, I've got to continue to stay focused and train and put in the grit as we talk about in this interview. And he's going to dive more into grit and the hard work it takes to achieve the results that we want in our lives throughout this entire interview. So I was, I was so excited to connect with Joe. It took us about a month to connect because we had so much going on, but we finally did. And I think you're going to really enjoy this episode and all that he has to share. He's got some great stories as well. And without further ado, let's dive into this episode with the man behind the Spartan race, Joe DeSena. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Whether you're searching for a home to buy or you're just obsessed with looking at homes for sale, Redfin's got you covered. You can favorite homes, share listings with others, and even schedule tours with a local Redfin agent, all in the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process. They know how to help you win the right home at the right price. So download the Redfin app to get started today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back, everyone, to the School of Greatness. I am excited about this episode today and this interview because I've got uh, a guy that I've been trying to get on probably about 20 times and we've never been able to connect. His name is Joe DeSena. What's up, man? How you doing? Doing well. Uh, I'm excited about this because we've been, you know, we've been introduced by mutual friends a few times trying to get on this interview. And uh, I really love the message of your book, which is called Spartan Up, a take no prisoner's guide to overcoming obstacles and achieving peak performance in life. So I'm excited to just dive in and kind of learn about your story about uh, you're the creator of the Spartan race. I'm excited to learn more about that. I've always I've never actually done an, an extreme endurance obstacle course challenge. Um, just because I'm more of a sprinter. So I've always wanted to learn more about it. And my friends talk about it constantly. Um, so yeah, thanks for coming on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I, I couldn't even get people to talk to me for most of my life. Now I'm doing podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I see you everywhere now. So it's awesome. You're doing something uh-huh. right. Uh, so tell me, let's start off with why Spartan? What's your definition of Spartan? Spartan has so many uh, meanings. It's so succinct with, with so succinct with those meanings, right? It's like um, <clears throat> living that 
lifestyle that's not in abundance, uh, being, uh, I don't know how aggressive I can be in terms here, but being badass. Yeah. Um, just getting the job done, uh, gritty. And so, um, when we were coming up with a name, it just, uh, a light bulb went off and it just made perfect sense. I don't think there's been a, uh, group throughout history that purposely put them through, put themselves through such rugged training. I mean, uh, leaders, kings and queens would say back, back then, uh, Spartans actually get a reprieve during battle. When they go to war, it's like relaxation. Wow. Their training was their training was so difficult. So uh, I don't know. Those are the kind of people I want to be around. Right. Interesting. So why do you want to start this in the first place? I think um, with every generation. I mean, we, you've heard it uh, over and over. Um, I'm sure back in the 20s, uh, moms and dads were saying, "Oh, the kids today," and in the 40s, and in the 60s, and in the 80s, and um, in reality, every generation gets softer as we get more developed and we get more stuff. Um, we protect our, our children more and more. And I think that's a mistake. I have children myself and it's hard not to do it because, um, you want to protect them and you want, uh, them to have all the things that maybe you didn't have. Um, information flows a lot more easily these days. So we're a lot more fearful mm. of the environment. Um, we're, we're less active outdoors and, and all these things have a negative effect on people. Um, at the end of the day, we're animals. Somehow we forgot. We think uh, we're not animals, that we're supposed to be wearing uh, bow ties and sipping cocktails and uh, sitting in front of the TV. But our bodies and minds actually perform best in the environment they were designed for, which is outside. Mm, I like that. And I love your philosophy. It's so simple. I, feel, I think it's pretty much the same philosophy that I have. And I wonder if it's because... Uh, I'm too dumb to think of a better philosophy or if it just makes sense. And yours is uh, to commit to a goal, put in the work and get it done. And it kind of sounds like that's what the Spartan race is all about. It's, uh, you know, the goal to finish. You got to put in a lot of hard work and do whatever it takes to get it done is what it seems like. Yeah. I mean, I w we'd sell a lot more books. I mean, the book is going to launch here uh, any day, May 13th. And, um, you go back and forth. I've been writing this book for 30 years, by the way, but you say to yourself, um, boy, you'd sell if, if it was just about selling books, well, then having some tagline on it or a pill or a quick fix would be the way to do it because that's really what people want. Right. Um, we always want it easier, faster, cheaper. But, but at the end of the day, it's exactly what you just said, which is uh, it's hard work. If you want to be successful, it's hard work. If you want opportunities, it's hard work. If you want to look good and feel good, it's hard work. And, and so really the book is, is just confirming that. Look at any of the great people we point out in the book throughout history. They work hard. That's why they're great. Mm. And, and, and um, there's a lot of benefits that come from it. And here, here are a few things you can do to hopefully motivate yourself to, to work hard. Right. And I read on your website that you're on a mission to rip 1 million people off the couch and into a healthy lifestyle. And where are it's you bigger it's bigger than that we hit our million wow <laughs> now i want to go to 100 million wow and where is this where is spartan race uh heading i mean it's it started in the u.s correct yeah so it, it started in the u.s we're in 17 countries this year we'll be in over 40 countries next year wow and it's um so it's growing like wildfire it's um it's not easy because there's a lot of these little companies that are trying to uh you know copycat and and, and basically ride a wave um, and, and, and take advantage maybe of some of the hard work we, we put in. And so that's a battle every day, but it's, but it's a battle we don't shy away from. I love competition. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Um, but our goal, our goal, unlike a lot of these little guys, is to, um, is to get it in the Olympics. We think it's the people wow. sport. And what I, mean, what I mean by that is it'd be really hard for you and I. I don't know how good of a basketball player you are, but I'm terrible. And it'd be hard for you and I to just jump in and play at a high level. It'd be hard to do right. that in baseball. It'd be hard to do that in any of the traditional sports. And so what we do is we sit on the couch and we watch those sports and we drink beer and eat popcorn. Mm. This is a sport, whether you're a four-year-old child or a 74-year-old grandmother, you can jump in and actually play at a high level. With the body's designed to climb, crawl, swim, do all these things that, <clears throat> you know, it's hard you want to go do an Ironman? Yeah, that's, that's good. You're not going to compete at a high level in an Ironman unless you're cycling 
whatever, 10 hours a week. It's not realistic for most people. This sport, you can actually jump off the couch and compete in. Mm. And how many people do, you know, what's the average attendance on each event? Average would be about eight to 10,000. Wow. Now, our, mo- our most interesting market is, is some of the markets overseas. We'll get 20, 25,000 spectators in an event. No way. Yeah. Unbelievable. Just like towards the end or at each obstacle or how's it work? At, or just throughout the, the, throughout the entire uh, course. They'll just kind of walk out. around and just, yeah. you know, go from place to place. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. And how does someone train for this? So if you, obviously you, you should do a traditional exercise that we've all, we've all heard of running, um, get, get into the gym, do some minimal weightlifting, do some body weight exercises. But if, but if you had to, if you put a gun to my head and you said, Joe, I can only do three X, what would they be? They'd be pull-ups, no matter how terrible you are at pull-ups, jump up if you have to. They'd be burpees, no matter how awful burpees are, you do them. So bad, I hate those. And it would be walking, running. So those three, those three exercises could get you through a Spartan race. And and as brutal as the Spartan race looks and feels and sounds, even if you found out there was a race tomorrow, you could get off the couch and you'd, you'd push through mentally and get it done. But if you want to do well, you do that, and then we put out a daily workout of the day and a daily food tip of the day, and uh, we got like I want to say six hundred, seven hundred thousand people now listen, uh, reading, subscribing to those, and that those will get and they're free. Those will give you um, great tips. Amazing, amazing. And why is there so much mud in the Spartan races? I know you talk about this in your book, but why well, so much? No. We are, first of all, we don't define ourselves with mud. So, so there is mud. There are some races where we have no mud. Um, but we define ourselves with obstacles. And, and, but mud is interesting uh, to me because um, we have shied away from it, right? Mm. Even my own children, my, my five-year-old uh, and three-year-old, who are a little older now, I had them in their first race, I remember, uh, two, three years ago. And they were running full speed off the starting line. And when they got to the mud, they stopped. <laughs> and I was confused and I thought, wow, maybe these aren't my kids. And, um, and the reason they stopped when I studied it was because what well, we've been saying for their whole life at that point, five and three years, don't get dirty, don't get in the mud. And, and, and we, all of us, you, myself included, um, we want to keep our houses clean, keep our shoes clean, keep our clothes clean. Like, that's not natural, for, but, yet, but yet it's very natural for the species to go out and get dirty and and so um, it feels really good when you, when you touch the mm. environment that way. Yeah, when you walk around barefoot too, it always, I always feel more grounded and more in my natural state when I take my shoes and socks off. No doubt about it. And just feel the grass or the dirt, whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, so from, from my understanding, the Spartan race was conceived from the death race. Is that right? Uh, well, kind of. I mean, the, the idea was born um, out of this death race, but it was really, uh, it was really, how do we create a military style optical challenge, something that's gonna get people natural, help them build obstacle immunity um, to the masses. And, and, uh, and Spartan Race was really born in my kitchen. Mm. Um, and, and, but the idea was we wanna reach the masses. Death Race is, is an intense, um, event that occurs uh once a year up in vermont and as for really it's more like an exorcism i would say ba- uh, <laughs> really uh, spartan yeah spartan race is more like a baptism well, so, t- so what is the death race then death race is um for those people that already maybe achieved uh, a lot in life whether it was had a bunch of children and and survived that or built a business or whatever they're at the top of their career or, or they just got, God forbid, divorced or, or had some trouble and they need to clean themselves up. And they're going to enter hell for two, three, four days. And, wow. and uh, no one's going to pat them on the back. They're going to purposely be broken. And the remaining few will, will finish it. But even the people that don't finish it are going to learn a lot about themselves. Wow. And you've done this? I did it, yeah. Did you complete it? I did. I did. So you're if one I of the few. <laughs> I'd be in trouble if I didn't. <laughs> and what did you learn about yourself? Uh, well, at that point, this is going to sound terrible, but at that point, I had already done a lot of very long distance races, uh, stuff, stuff uh, longer than the death race. And, and so coming back and doing the death race uh, was tough, um, but it wasn't. It was like, 
So some of the raises I talk about in the book that we did were eight or ten day events, and and you know thirty below temperatures. Wow. Uh, the the Iditarod uh, by foot, um, for example, in Alaska. So um, in those races, I learned a lot about myself, which was uh, the human the human body will go much further than you think it can, and and really the only thing that's going to stop you is your mind. And so if you could figure out, which which again we touch a lot on the book, if you could figure out how to get your mind motivated and clear and not inhibited with negative thoughts, uh, you win. You win in relationships, you win in business, you just win. So how does someone get a clear mind when there's so much junk in it? You got to have the proper frame of reference. So what do I mean by that? So like, let's say you were from Bosnia and I was from New York City. And for you to heat your home, the only wood you could find was your roof. And so you literally dismantled your roof to put it in your fireplace and heat your home. I, on the other hand, had a thermostat, set my temperature, everything was great. When you and I are facing obstacles in our lives, you're going to approach them a lot differently than I will. Your mind's going to be very clear, like, I just want food, water, right. and shelter. Right. And, and that's really the problem. Like, like, there are very few psychologists in third world countries. They don't need them. People just want to, they just want to eat. Right. They just want a, a, a bed, a place to sleep, and some water. And they want to and, feel. They want to feel love. They want to have family, right? Yeah, and 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 we get screwed up because we have such an abundance. You know, we 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 studied Shackleton, and um, amazing amazing story, right? Uh, the endurance was, was the name of um, that expedition, uh, the famous expedition he went on, and at, you know, I think they were they were stranded for over a year, stuck in the ice. And mm. at some point, he, he and one of his men had to leave and do whatever it was, a two-day, uh, I'm sorry, two-week uh, trek or maybe two-month trek to go get safety for all his men who were stuck on the ship. <clears throat> they tried to recreate that trek and with $10 million worth of gear, um, they all quit. They had to be rescued. The, wow. the, the Shackleton didn't have to. And that's because he had no choice. He didn't have any gear. It was either live or die. Mm. And, and that's the difference between you, in my example, living in Bosnia and me in New York. Like, like you ha you're fighting for milk. Right. Um, and, and so that, you know, if you can get yourself in, mind, in that mindset, and I try to do it on a daily basis, and really Spartan Race is designed to do that for people. Um, get myself in this place. Uh, Bernard Hopkins, the, the fighter. Mm-hmm. He, he says he fights like he's got no food in the refrigerator. Mm, yeah. Right? That's, that's where you got to get your head. Like, there's no option here. This has to get done. Yeah, there's someone else. I forget the guy, this, this famous like YouTube speaker guy. He says if uh, you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. Oh, the, pre the rap preacher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah, that yeah, a great favorite, quote? That's my favorite quote. Yeah. It's great. I mean, it's it's the same thing you're talking about. If you want to, about it, you know, if there's no other option, if you're about to die, then you'll do what it takes. That's right. And you get very clear. Your your intentions are That's very right. clear. That's right. There's no there's no there's no confusion. But does you know some people may think that's kind of extreme. Do I want to live every day in this like stress? Like if I'm gonna die if I don't do this? Do you think that's too much for some people, or do you think that's the mentality we should take? A large part of the world lives that way, I and mean, in mm. reality, they're not—they're not making it up. Mm. Um, I, you know, I've been to some of those places, and those people are very, very happy people. They really appreciate the little bit they get. I, I mm. think, um, I think we—I think we in in first world countries that have all this abundance, I think we do ourselves a lot of good if we could change our frame of reference, as I mentioned in the book, which which I do. I do by doing like some terrible exercise in the morning, take a cold shower. Now, again, some people say, Joe, you're sadistic. Really? Am I? I don't know. I just, it helps me get through the rest of my day when I'll tell you what's crazy. What's crazy is the person that's upset over silly things, whether it's traffic, whether it's coffee being too cold, whether mm. it's the airline, the airline charges 20 bucks for a ticket and you see this guy or girl flip out in the airport online over it. And it's like, are you kidding me? Right. That's, that's not normal. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because whenever I go through some of my biggest challenges where I'm struggling in my life from my past, I feel like that's when I'm the most motivated when my back's up against the wall or when I don't have, you know, there was a moment in my life when I was completely broke living on my sister's couch for about a year and a half. 
in debt. That's when I was like so driven and focused and clear because there was no other way. And no, I think that that's why athletes, like when the athlete gets hurt in the Olympics, right? And then yep. they come back stronger. That's why. Yeah. It's sometimes when I get comfortable and, uh, you know, don't get my hands, you know, dirty. Uh, that's when I start to relax and, you know, kind of take, take, a, take a day off mentally or whatever it may be. And that's uh, sometimes when it holds me back from achieving my goals. So it's interesting you, your thoughts on that. Stay and, hungry. Yeah, stay, stay hungry. hungry. Range Rover Sport leads by example. Picture this. Assertive on-road performance meets commanding all-terrain capability. That's the third-generation Range Rover Sport, which is the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable one yet. This vehicle redefines sporting luxury, offering an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and effortless composure. Now available in sleek, new stealth pack, Carpathian gray exterior wrapped in satin protective film with black accents and black brake calipers. Inside the Range Rover Sport, advanced cabin technologies like active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offer new levels of comfort and refinement. And let's not forget about the award-winning Pivi Pro infotainment system. Enjoy a dynamic drive and total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Wow, that's like a spa day while on the go. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And what's uh, what's the biggest mistake you see people make when trying to achieve a goal? I know you talk about this in the book as well. Yeah, I, I mean, the biggest um, mistake is I think they give up too soon. I mean, no people don't realize how close they are to a uh, finish line uh, when they give up. If you look at most uh, failure stories, uh, they were so close. Look at, look at Thomas Edison with the light bulbs. Right? I don't know how many light bulbs he messed with, a thousand before he, he could have given up at 100, 200, 300. This guy just keeps going and, until he succeeds. So I would say that, I would say uh, that, that is a sign of instant gratification, right? When you quit something, it, you, you're looking for gratification at that moment in time, and, and instant gratification kills you. If you look back, if any of us look back and see what mistakes we made in our life, it's always tied to just wanting something now and not being able to put in that extra time, pain, suffering to get twice as much later. Mm. I've hired people. I've been building businesses 30-plus years, and um, everybody always said I was crazy. The way I hired, I always, people are on audition with me before we hire him. My resume doesn't mean anything. Right. Uh, interview doesn't mean anything. Get out and let me see you work. In the, we're in the rain here in Montana. It's, uh, it's cold right now and um, the strong will survive. And, <laughs> and you know, there's, we started with 20 guys and we'll, maybe we'll leave with 10 <laughs> when yeah. it's over. Wow. But those 10, those 10 you know, put in the time and, and most of the time in life you'll get twice as many rewards if you can withstand uh, the pain and push through. Yeah. You know, I always talk about willingness to sacrifice 
and willingness to feel pain in order to get what you want. And I think not enough people are willing to feel and go through the pain in order to get the, the pleasure. I'll give you a great story. My son uh, was five. And I was te- you, you, have you heard of the cookie test? Uh, or, the, or the marshmallow test? I think I know where you're going with this, but go ahead. So, so back in the 60s, uh, put you know, hundreds of kids in a room in cubicles, gave each kid a, a cookie or a, a marshmallow. The child had a choice. He could eat it then or he could wait at some point in the future, you know, minutes, a half hour, whatever it was, and uh, they would get two cookies or two marshmallows. Oh, nice. Most, most, kids, most kids took it right away. Mm-hmm. The kids that waited, they followed for 30 years, the ones that waited and the ones that didn't. They found 100% correlation, not 92, 100% correlation between the kids that waited and better SAT scores, better life, better marriage, better house, better job. Everything in their life was better. And, and uh, so I tested my son, got him a <laughs> scoop of ice cream. It was 10 o'clock at night. You, I'm scared because I, you don't know what you're going to get. You might get somebody that, right? And um, I, he takes the scoop of ice cream and I say, hey, do you want one now? Or if you wait, I'll give you two. And we were about three and a half minutes in, and he turned to me and he said, Dad, how do I get 15 scoops? How long do I have to wait? <laughs> and that's exactly what, what we have to learn in life, is that uh, you can't get it right now, but we're so used to having everything at our fingertips and having access to anything we want on demand that um, you don't realize that actually if you, if you wait, uh, you get a lot more later in most cases. That's amazing. I mean, and this is kind of like the concept of delayed gratification, or right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Right. In the Spartan world, what is the key to success? In the ra- and actually doing the race? Yeah, just in the, in the in the Spartan world, what is the key to success? In my opinion, just put one foot in front of the other. Mm. You know, somebody said to me once, um, "What do you do if you bite off more than you you you, you can chew?" My answer is, you just keep chewing. <laughs> so. You, you know, you'd be surprised um, if you've got to go somewhere figuratively um, or actually. Uh, the only way to get there is just put one foot in front of the other. Right. My son, the one with the ice cream I just told you about, he, he saw the, uh, we went to one of these events uh, the weekend before the uh, Boston Marathon. And they were raising money. They had a treadmill set up. And so he got on the treadmill. And if he could make it a mile, uh, the store we were in would donate $100. So he made it the mile, and then we met the, some of the victims from last year's bombing at the mm. Boston Marathon. He, and he's a, he's a young boy. He, he's, uh, he's eight now. And he was moved by it, and he said, oh, they, are they going to have another bomb this year at the marathon? And he said to me, Dad, I, uh, can I run it? Now, you can't, eight-year-olds can't run the marathon. So I said, listen, I said, uh, I have a number, but if you want, I'll walk and run with you, and we'll stay off to the side by the spectators. Well, the kid went 24 miles. And, and we were like 17 or 18 miles in, and he turned to me, and he said, I don't know. And I said, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Wow. He went 24 miles. So you'd be amazed at what you can do. You, the only thing that stops you is your mind. Yeah. It's interesting. Angela Lee Duckworth talks about. I know her very well. <laughs> talks about grit, grit and the key to success. And I'm, I'm doing some uh, research for a book that I'm writing right now as well. And in your book, on page 76, you talk about grit as well. And how does, how, does, uh, how does someone develop grit? And what is grit to you? I think um, I, that's the big question. When I talk to Angela, it's uh, can it be developed or is it instinctual? And I believe it can be developed. And, and the reason I know it can be developed, I don't think I know it can be developed, is because I was not gritty. I grew up... Um, you know, the first 10 years of my life, my dad gave us everything, maybe 11 years. And um, when he lost everything, um, I went from being a spoiled kid to quickly having to recalibrate, change my frame of reference and figure out how to get uh, ahead on my own. How to, you know, my mother couldn't pay the mortgage. We were going to lose the house. We had no heat. We couldn't, again, no big deal relative to third world countries, but it was a big change from where we came from. And, and, um, and I got gritty and, and I got more and more gritty as I put myself in positions to, uh, win or lose, which, you know, I got into the construction business at a young age, mm. swimming pools and construction. And yeah, that's not easy. 
Well, I, I keep thinking about, we have four children now, and I keep thinking, what's going to get these kids gritty? And as I'm sitting here Manual on Manual labor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sitting on this construction site right now in Montana thinking, there's no better, when you're, you got a gun against your head to get the job done because you're going to either make money or lose money. Everything that can go wrong will go wrong. Machines run out of fuel, machines break, you go to buy a part for the machine that you come back to the site, you've got the wrong part they gave you. Uh, while four guys stand around that you're paying, uh, it starts to rain, it snows. I mean, it, it, it's the perfect grit building mach- environment. Mm. So, so I'm a big believer that grit can be built. Now, if you don't have the opportunity to be doing construction work, every morning when you wake up, jump in a cold shower, do 300 burpees. That'll get you gritty pretty quick. <laughs> it will, yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my, my building is under construction right now. And some of the days the water is turned off while they're redoing the pipes. So it takes like an hour and a half or two hours for the water to like heat back up for whatever reason, because I'm on a top floor and it takes a while. And so I've taken a number of cold showers lately and that's definitely a way to, uh, to get a little gritty. Um, I think I read in your book that you did, was it 10,000 burpees? Is that right? Yeah. these um, the kids that work for me, it's funny, something happened to me last night like that, but these kids that work for me uh, came up with this idea that um, if if we hit, uh, I think it was 3 million likes on Facebook that I would do one burpee for every uh, like or share that day, and it came out oh to 10,247. It was a terrible idea. Oh, my gosh. So you did 10,000 burpees? How long did it take you to do? So I... I uh, I had no plan. This was like on a Wednesday. I happened to be I, I happened to be at Reebok for a meeting, and they're big CrossFitters. Sure. And I tell them I tell them about this situation because I'm really I'm thinking, well, I could get people to do them for me. It could be like a community thing. <laughs> and, and the Reebok guys turn to me and say, you know, if you could do ten thousand, it would be like you, people would fly you around the world. It would be so incredible. You'd be so motivational. So I said, all right, well, it's Wednesday. I guess I'll go for it Friday. I, I figured I'd do it at night. Um, around midnight I would start because then when I was getting really tired the sun would be coming up and I'd get a newfound energy oh my gosh so at midnight I start and I tell the guys that are filming me and, and watching me do not tell me what number I'm up to because I don't want to know if it'll just screw up my whole head Yeah. so I'm doing them, I'm doing them, I'm doing them and it's about 8am now I'm about 8 hours in and I say to them uh Man, I haven't been able to eat because I'm bur- I keep going up and down, and it just screws up your stomach. And I must be—I don't know what I'm up to, but I, I gotta know. And I pressured them, and they said you're just about over four thousand now. Like 40, oh my gosh, four thousand fifty. And literally, I was—I was broken. I was at a point uh, <laughs> where I had to go down and then like kneel, like crawl like an older, up. yeah, yeah, and crawl up. And I thought if I keep doing them, it's going to take me another twenty hours to do them at that pace. Wow. And um. And no one's going to consider them real burpees. So, um, so I, I convinced myself it was okay to do the remaining 6,247 over the next six days. And I did them. And so it took me uh, longer than I planned, but I got them done. Wow. So you did take about a week or something? Took me, yeah, 4,000 and a little over eight hours and then 6,200 in the next six days. Oh, my gosh. That sounds like hell. Yeah. Were you like exhausted? I mean, what was your body like? Did you have blisters all over your hands and knees, or what was it like? No, no, no. It wasn't that wasn't bad. I just I couldn't see straight and I was nauseous. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Well, you must have you must have lost a lot of weight that week too. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. That's amazing. Yeah. Um. So tell me more about your vision with Spartan Race, and I know you know your goal is now 100 million people to get off the couch and into a healthy lifestyle. But where do you see Spartan Race going, and you know what's your vision for this at the end of the day? Um, we want to be in the Olympics. We want it to be an Olympic sport by at when? the end of the day. I mean, I, sooner the better. But but uh, we might have to bump bump ping pong out of the out of the uh, Olympics to get in there. Really? Um, no, I'm kidding. I don't know. But, <laughs> so but what, it's going to take. I mean, how, take some time. How? What's the steps to making that happen? Like, how does one even submit for an Olympic sport? So we first we've got to get the governing body, which we're working on, and then we've got to um, get all these uh, countries lined up with little governing bodies around the world, and um, and at all at the same time and talking to the IOC, which we've been doing, and hopefully we uh, hopefully we get it done and they accept us. 
Wow. And then when they accept you, is it like for the next one or would it be eight? I, I, I've no never idea. built a sport in the Olympics before wow. yet, so I don't, I don't know how, how this it's going to go. This is fascinating. I mean, there were a bunch of new sports recent, in the last Olympics, weren't there? In the, summer, in the Summer Olympics and the Winter Olympics, right? Yeah. So I guess yeah. it's possible. Interesting. Oh, it's definitely possible. I mean, look, uh, we didn't have um, snowboarding. Not too right. long ago, right? Right. Yeah. Now, what's uh? You talked about CrossFit, and I've d- I've been doing CrossFit for probably about three and a half years. A good friend of mine won it back in 2010, the the games, and got me into oh, nice. it. And uh, you know, they've built uh, an incredible brand, an incredible business, and have you know, I don't even know how many million people are doing it around the world now, but it seems like it's it's everywhere. Reebok's obviously a big sponsor. Um, what have has their business model? inspired you in any way or are you taking on your own business model with taking over the world um no i i i I didn't know a lot about crossfit until i had got involved with the reebok relationship Mm -hmm. so um i would say that's not really been an inspiration i think it's helped a lot because there's a lot of people doing crossfit that like to come do spartan race i think we are um the place to show how they're living that lifestyle to test their training. Mm. Um, very few people are going to get into the CrossFit games, so so they need another outlet. Right. right. And and Spartan Race is one of those outlets. Um, if you come and look at the bodies, male and female bodies at our starting lines, um, you're blown away. I mean, they, they much different than a runner or or even a triathlete. Um, these people look like Spartans in the day. Really, yeah, That's and it's crazy. and it's it's because the training that, that it gets pretty intense, um, full body full body training. Mm. We just explain. I know you, you. We briefly talked about the Spartan race. You said some have mud, some don't have mud. Can you talk about kind of like a general what it is, how long it is, the obstacles that people face? In a, in uh, a, in a, yeah, in yeah. A so so this race right now we're setting up in Montana. Uh, there's about seventeen obstacles. The first one uh, we're calling Everest, so they're literally climbing straight up a mountain, a mile and a half, and um, and then there's there's going to be low crawls under barbed wire. There's going to be some walls to climb over, giant cargo nets on top of the mountain. Um, there's actually going to be a mental test at one, one location. Uh, your podcast here will probably air after this race, so I could tell you what it is, and I'm going to want them to recite. Uh, some presidents in order, not one through 10, because we've done that before the death race, but probably 11 through 20, which would be impossible. <laughs> and, and, um, and, but, but there's such a beautiful view from that location that uh, when they fail that obstacle, they could sit and just reflect for a minute. Wow. Which people find a hard, have a hard time doing, just sitting still. So that's an obstacle in and of itself. Um, and then they've got uh, rope climbs, all, all kinds. It's going uh, to be an amazing course. Wow. And do you, is each course designed by you and are they always different? No, I have, we have an amazing Spartan team that designs all the courses. This particular course, I do one a year, is, is me out here in Montana. Wow. Awesome. Um, on page 142, you talk about yep. the two most important factors that you've determined to personal success. Can you explain what those are? Um, for me... Uh, it would be delaying the ability to delay gratification mm. and, um, and this ability to just con- continue to push forward mm. um, under, you know, take, put one step in front of the other. Again, I, I've, uh, I've built a lot of businesses and building a business is like raising a child. It's just, you've got to be relentless. Mm. Uh, you've got to have perseverance. Like I would say if, if you had your choice, many people ask me, hey, Joe, should I go for my MBA? And um, you know, education is important. Obviously, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from education, but but if the goal is to get ahead or build your own business or make some money, um, education is lower, closer to the bottom of the list. It's really this ability to persevere and just suck it up and um, be very detail oriented, make mm. quick decisions. Indecision is worse than not making a decision. Yeah. So, and a lot of people just don't have uh, or haven't developed. Those, those traits, that the biggest one, again, if we're only talking about uh, top two, the biggest one is this ability to just persevere and just be relentless. 
Mm. No, going back, they, to- they started calling me. They start, you know, I, they started calling me Fidel around here because it's not often that I'm I'm running the operation from the field, and um, because I sound like a dictator. Now, <laughs> I sent a few guys home today that weren't feeling great, and, and so I'm not like a terrible dictator. But the reason they're they're not used to it, we we put on these races all over the world, and I'm I'm not the guy typically driving that that ship at these races. But what they're experiencing with me is that is that what we're talking about that person i just hey guys you know what if we stay out an extra two hours i know it's dark and it's raining but we're gonna get this done right. and and now three and a half days into it they're saying oh my god we we normally take seven days to do i can't believe we've done it in three and a half days well <laughs> it, it's not rocket science yeah right it would have been nice to go home early but we have a job to do right right now talking about decision makings you say you're you know, I'm assuming you're great at making quick decisions. Uh, otherwise, you wouldn't be able to do as well as you've been able to do. So, how do you analyze situations then? And I know, like upside you said, downside. Yeah, I, I talk about it in the book upside downside decision making. So, like, what's the upside to this, and what's the downside? Mm. And and you can quickly um, figure out if it's worth doing this, whatever this is. Like, all right, what's the upside to staying an extra hour? And getting this obstacle built versus the downside. The downside is guys will be a little, little more tired. The upside is, well, we could finish early. If we finish early, I could let all these guys sleep for a day completely and then be fresh when we put on the race next week. Mm. Easy decision. We're staying out an extra hour. <laughs> and, 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 and there's lots of, um, lots of opportunities during everybody's busy life to make those decisions. And what I see and again, we're talking to a million plus people. But what I see is people have indecision. Mm. I don't know. I'm not sure. That that's the killer. Indecision is the killer. Why do you think so many people are paralyzed by making decisions? I think they're afraid of the results, right? I think I think when you make a decision, you've got to commit, and and um, the outcome may not always be perfect. And you know, I was I was recently with uh, the very elite force of our military without giving the unit's name, and, um, and, the, and the commander of that unit, I mean, this is a unit, this is a pretty serious operation I'm talking about, and, and, and the commander said to me, when, when they're out at, let's say, 40 years old, many of them don't go on to start businesses, and the reason is, and they should because they have all the qualities and traits, but the reason they don't is because they've been winners their whole life. Everything has worked for them. They don't want to step out of their comfort zone and take that chance. And I think that's why people have indecision. It, it's, it's, it's hard to uh, live and die by that decision. Right. Can you share a few of your, I guess, mental tricks, strategies, or techniques that keep you going in those, I guess, dark times during a race or during any Spartan race in life, let's say, that people are going through? Yeah, I, I uh, for me or or for anybody else, um, when you're at that dark moment, here's what's going to happen. Here's the life cycle. It starts out with commitment. You click on the button and you step out of your comfort zone, whether it's a Spartan race or a marathon or whatever it is. Now you're committed. That's the highest level of excitement you're going to see and feel <laughs> until you until you come out the other side. Right. Whether it's starting a business, whether it's getting married, whatever. So. You do that, you're feeling great, and then it's all downhill from there. And once it starts heading downhill, you, you have to delay gratification. You've got to give up the glass of wine on Saturday night. You've got to go to bed a little early. You've got to find some better friends that have healthy habits. You've got to wake up early. Um, so you're delaying gratification. Then the next thing that happens is it starts to get ugly. It's not exactly what you thought. <laughs> you can't go any further. You're exhausted. Then people pile on. And they start saying, well, I told you that was stupid or you shouldn't have done that. <clears throat> and, then, and then you get to this point where it's decision time. You're at that dark, dark moment. And when we looked at people that quit versus people that don't quit, it really depends on their frame of reference at that moment. Are they fighting for milk like we spoke about earlier? Are they happy just with water, food, and shelter? Or have they been used their whole life to having everything and everything comes easy and why would they possibly push through and deal with that pain? But when you do push through and you, and you somehow find that grit and finish, um, that's where you learn a lot about yourself. And at that moment, um, 
you've just got to be able to tell yourself that it's it's just one step in front of the other right mm-hmm. at mile i can't tell you how many times i've been at mile 24 in a marathon or mile 90 in a, in a hundred miler and you don't want to take another step you question why you even did it this is <laughs> stupid right this is stupid that i yeah. signed up for it but we can't stop time time is going to keep ticking away and it's going to tick away whether we stop and quit or we take the extra few steps to get the extra two miles. And I'll tell you why, because I've been, I've been on both sides of that coin. Uh, quitting lasts forever. You, mm. can't change, you can't change the result. It, it just eats away at your brain. And, and, and fin- the, the euphoria of coming out the other side and finishing is, um, is well worth it. And so I think some people just don't know. They've never experienced it, right? And it's hard. It, it, it's just hard for them to uh, to take those extra steps, so they hopefully listen to people who have and and get it done. Mm. Because once you, it, it's it's um, addictive, once you've finished and pushed through, um, you start to feel invincible. Mm-hmm. You want more, right? You want more. <laughs> you want more pain. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Now you th- you've talked about your kids. Um, throughout this podcast and also in your book, you talk about your, your children. I believe you have four children, right? Four children, yeah. And what, how has parenting changed you? And is there a, a Spartan parenting style as well? Parenting changed me because um, I used to go out and train four, five, six hours a day. And when those little crickets enter your brain, when you're in pain, like you and I were just talking about, how you get through those dark sides, I would, I would push through. I'd fight the, those negative thoughts and I'd continue and finish my workouts or my training or races. When you have children, you lose the argument. What I mean by that is you're out there, let's say, training for four or five hours or even right now I'm in Montana and you're feeling some pain and, and what enters your brain is, well, shouldn't you be home with the kids? Mm. Like, and you lose that argument every time because you should be home with the, the kids, right? You, you got one family. You, you right. owe it to them. And, and so I can't train, because of that, I can't train and do the races I love to do because I, re- I don't want to miss this part of them growing up. And then on the other side, I, um, I want to make them, I want to give them all the things I wish I would have had, but not, not monetary, not thing, you know, not stuff, but um, skills. Mm. And so they, they uh, and grit, and they train uh, two hours a day. We have uh, we're lucky enough to, to have found a kung fu teacher from China who uh, lives with us and and trains wow. these kids. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, two hours every day, <laughs> and then and, and then on the farm down the street, there's a wrestling uh, coach that comes in. He does some wrestling with them, so they learn how to uh, do American wrestling, which is great. And uh, we've got them eating healthy. And um, my eight year old, pretty soon, he's got to start working. So um, <laughs> oh my gosh, That's we're gonna awesome. get him uh, doing dishes at the local general store. That's great. Now, yeah. in a sense, I don't know if I heard this in your, you know, your conversation just now, but in a sense, has parenting made you a little softer? Uh, probably yes. Okay. <laughs> probably yes, I would say. I am. Uh, now, people that watch me parent, I think would say, "Boy, he's a hard ass." Mm. But um but yes, I think it made me a little softer. Gotcha. What's your, we got a few questions left and I know you got to get yes. back to building your course. Yeah. Um, but what is, how important is team aspect of Spartan racing and also having the right team in your life, whether it be your business, your, your Oh, I'm family. lucky. I mean, I, my team, I got, I got it. My wife is awesome. Right. I mean, I'm out here in Montana. I'm going to be gone for a while. And even the guys are asking me, how do you do it? And I'm just lucky, like going off on a tangent here how many people are in the world? 8 billion? Let's sure. just call it 8 billion, right? So let's just say hypothetically there's 4 billion men, 4 billion women. You're going to hopefully find a mate and spend the rest of your life with them. Um, think about how ridiculous that process is, that we meet people in a bar. It's so random. And mm-hmm. you're going to spend the rest of your life with that person. So, And that person is also a key to your success or failure. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I, I got really, really lucky. We randomly met at a race so I think, again, going off on a tangent, I think it's important you look for a mate doing things you like to do. 
because there will be uh, people of the opposite sex at that doing things they like to do, and they'll coincide with what you like to do. Right. As opposed to you know, unless you like drinking in a bar, if that's what you want to do with your life, then you probably should look in a bar. But but um, but the reason I, I said that is is uh, the success um, in your life depends on the people you have around you, and so to have an awesome wife, which I do. And then uh, the kids, the kids, that, that's your job. It's my job and my wife's job to make sure they're awesome. The Spartan team we have in this business is, is second to none. And it's along the same lines as what I just said about a mate. Um, the people that can be out here in, you know, 35 degrees and raining in the mountains of Montana, freezing, um, <laughs> are the kind of people we want to be around. Mm-hmm. And those are the people that, that, that kick butt and, and help us uh, pull off this mission. Right. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big believer in finding the right team, and uh, it's hard to let go of people on your team too, right? Who maybe aren't working out. Sure, that's, sure. It's, for it's, me, it's that's the hardest hard. thing. It's very hard. Yeah, very hard. I'm a big believer in gratitude, and I practice it daily. I think it's one of the keys to my, I guess, the success that I've had, and my constant growth and humility. Do you, and I know you talk about it in the book, but I just want to hear your answer to this. Do you practice gratitude daily? And what are you most grateful for? Well, I, I do. And, and I'm most grateful for having uh, a healthy body and mind and having a family that, that has the same. So um, super happy for that. You know, people say, uh, Joe, um, you can't sleep in that room because there's two people in there. You gotta, you know, we'll give you your own bed. Give me my own bed. I'm just happy that it's not raining on me while I'm sleeping. <laughs> so, so I'm I'm grateful for all the all the things we have. I'm super grateful uh, regarding having being to be a part of this business. Uh, could you imagine? A lot of people don't get the benefit of uh, doing something they love in their job. Um, to be able to help other people really love this life, this Spartan life and, and, and have a business that, that has that all wrapped up into one. I mean, every day I'm grateful. Mm. I'm grateful to be alive. There's another little thing I do with myself is, uh, could be worse. Right. Right. So I want to, I want to make sure everyone checks this book out before, before I actually ask you about the final question, I've been training and I used to be a uh, former professional football player. I've played three sports in college, two sport, all American decathlon and football. Wow. And, uh, I'm currently on the USA men's, uh, national team for a sport called team handball, which is big in Europe, but pretty much unknown in the U S and I train pretty intensely every single day right now, um, for that sport and put myself through hell a lot of the times. And for someone like me, who's got us, you know, a business who's got a passion who plays uh, a sport at a high level. Is it valuable for me to do an endurance obstacle course as well? And, uh, I mean, I don't want to put you in that category, but is it valuable for me to try the Spartan, the Spartan race? Yeah, I think it is in the same sense. I think it would be valuable for me to go learn handball. Right. Like okay. I, I no, and I say that because it's the same thing we talked about with that elite military unit. We have to all step out of our comfort zone whenever those opportunities exist because, one, it changes you. Physically, it changes your brain. When you're uncomfortable and you have to deal with an obstacle, the obstacle for you would be doing a sport you're, you're not used to and you're not the best at, like it would be for me doing handball, um, that physically changes and it puts an imprint in your brain. Mm. And, and, it, and, and we talk about Angela Duckworth and grit. That's how that happens. Um, so yes, I think it would be extremely valuable uh, to step out of your comfort zone and try a new sport. And and I can't think of a better one than a fun <laughs> race. Not just because I'm attached to it, but because it happens to be loaded with obstacles too. Right. Not just the obstacle of it being a new sport. Right. And so, when, yeah, so yes. So when's the next one in Southern California? Um, I don't have dates in front of me, but you're gonna, um, you're gonna have some this year. You think? I have a bunch. I have okay. um, in the fall, late fall. I have one in near San Diego. Perfect. Um, and I think in late summer, I've got San Francisco coming. So nice. that's not too far. Um, but yeah, you 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 should definitely do one. Awesome. And then you have a whole schedule of all the events at SpartanRace.com, correct? We do, yeah. And the book is um, SpartanUpTheBook.com. SpartanUpTheBook.com. And make sure to check this out. I mean. I went through the whole thing. Uh, for me, I'm really 
inspired by what you've created. I'm inspired by what you write because I think it's you're keeping it very basic, and it's what people need to hear. And it's the the simple, basic things of working hard, having a goal, and getting it done. What it's all about. It's not about these, you know, these tricks or these uh, get get uh, better fast, uh, you know, instant gratification. Get rich quick. Yeah, no, get rich. no get rich quick here. Yeah, this is like get down. Get and- rich slow. This is get rich slow. We should, <laughs> exactly. we should make a new tagline. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. But uh, make sure to check out the book. Again, you can go to SpartanRace.com or uh, Spartan, what is it? Spartan Up Spartan the Book. Up the book. And uh, it's called Spartan Up, a Take No Prisoner's Guide to Overcoming Obstacles and Achieving Peak Performance in Life by Joe DeSena. And uh, the final question, which I ask all of my guests, is what is your definition of greatness? My definition of greatness is, um, and it's going to sound no different than everything we just talked about, but um, is doing stuff I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. right like like um i can't think of the author's name but he just came up with like leaders eat last yeah simon sinek um, i had him on the show yeah he, he's awesome right and so it's not it's a leader doesn't want to eat last he's got to eat last he's got to put his men first um i don't want to go out in the cold water but uh if we've got <laughs> something to do i gotta get in the so i've always lived my life just stepping out of I met. I actually met my wife and have four children because I live life that way. I, I wasn't supposed to swim across a bay. My part of the job was done. And, and I looked out there and I said, I really don't want to do this, so I'm going to do it. And when I swam to the other side, I met my wife, boom, married, four children. So you'd be amazed at what happens when you live that way. And that's, and that's greatness. Mm, I love it. Thank you so much for all of the work that you do in the world for your vision to inspire now a hundred million people to get off the couch for making the world a better place through your passion. Uh, I'm truly grateful for you in this world and the mark you're making. So thank you so much, Joe. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. See ya. And there you guys have it. Thanks so much for tuning in today on the School of Greatness podcast with Joe DeSena. Make sure to check out this book. It's uh, it's a pretty interesting read. And again, he doesn't have any get uh, healthy or get rich quick type of strategies for you. What he's got is some great lessons and principles that uh, are time tested and proven. And I think you're going to really enjoy this book. It's really worth the read. It's worth checking out. And it's worth giving to a friend as well if you think that someone needs to step it up in their business, sport, or life. So check it out. And you can go to all the show notes over at lewishouse.com. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about what's to come. We've got a lot of great episodes coming up. If you guys, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast over on iTunes on Stitcher and on SoundCloud and check out the previous episodes. There's been well over 60, I guess 67 episodes now and uh, there's some amazing guests we've had on here and there's going to be some amazing guests to come. So make sure to check it out. Subscribe. I would love it if you left a review over on iTunes. That really helps increase the rankings and gets this in front of more people in the world to get the message of greatness. So I appreciate you for all that you do in sharing this episode, for listening, for being a subscriber. And uh, if you want to say hi, go ahead and post a picture on Instagram and tag me at Lewis Howes with where you're listening to this in the world right now. And I'll be sure to comment back. So thanks again for all you guys do for being great and make sure to go out there and do something great today. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual-camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom, crop out, yada yada. And bye. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and nada yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days.